0: Hi there, thanks for joining me for episode 14 of Gravity, the Digital Marketing Agency podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by small digital marketing agency owners and solo practitioners just like you. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. In this week's episode I'm speaking with Lucy Eckley from Build Your Brand Story. Lucy's business is entirely focused around one question, who are you? Your ability to answer that question with impact and integrity can do more for your personal brand and your business than any technology or tactic. So welcome to episode 14 and let's meet Lucy. Lucy, welcome to the show. Your company is called Build Your Brand Story. Do you want to maybe just start by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what you do?
1: Hi, Bob. Yes, thanks so much for having me here. So um, my business is Build Your Brand Story, and I help independent consultants build their personal brand so they can really stand out from the crowd and attract their ideal clients. I'm based in Oxford down down the south of England. I've been running my business for eight years now. So um, eight years experience as an independent consultant, marketing communications background, which has led me by a little bit of a journey to uh, to get to where I am today.
0: And your company is called Build Your Brand Story and you're not, a typical copywriter or a marketing consultant or strategist you you really focus on one particular area of that. do you want to dig into that a little bit
1: yeah, so I guess really i 'm a communication, a a communicator by by background and just just by nature i 've always been fascinated with people, getting to know people um, I got introduced to the commercial world very early on. Um, via a Saturday job and just throughout my career the, the two things have kind of converged so definitely not a copywriter although I've done a lot of writing for other people throughout my career um, started off in a in a real sort of traditional marketing comms environment did all the chartered institute of marketing exams that lots of people in your audience will be familiar with I'm sure and then um, in the early 2000s I kind of accidentally fell into this rather sort of new developing discipline called internal communications so that was the thing where traditionally people used to send out a newsletter or back in the day just kind of stick a notice on the notice board and, and people were supposed to read it and it was very sort of broadcast style comms. Um, so that was really where I sort of, I think I've really honed my skills as a, as a communication strategist. So I find that lots of people just jump into promoting their business, trying to talk about about um, you know what makes them unique and why people should work with them, without actually really sitting down and thinking you know who their audience is, who they want to connect with, um, what outcomes they want to get from that, and actually what story it is they want to tell about themselves. So it's taken me a while really to take all those other sort of years of experience working with senior leaders, loving working with people, to actually figure out that what I really do is really help people hone in on their unique brand story, them as an individual, and how that translates to to them in terms of running their business and attracting their clients.
0: Yeah, I think that's really neat. I think a lot of us are taught to th- think in terms of the elevator pitch. And you can get an elevator pitch across really, really succinctly, but it doesn't really serve your business much beyond the chance encounter with somebody in the elevator. I think what I really like about what you do is helping a an entrepreneur or a business owner really get their story straight. It's something that's actually so often missing. Before the podcast started, you and I were chatting. And I was trying to explain who I, who I am and what I do. And that's really challenging to articulate in a way that actually connects in the way that you want to connect.
1: It's really interesting that you, you mentioned the elevator pitch because this is when p- people often come to me. So a couple of times, key times where people realise they need help from someone like me, one is actually that elevator pitch. So you know we all go to, to the, the dreaded networking meeting sometimes when we, we have yeah. our 30-second intro um, and people are like, oh, my goodness, how on earth do I explain what I do in those 30 seconds? So that's that's one one occasion. The other occasion um, is is when people are starting to write a website and um, this is probably something that your audience can relate to, because I'm sure some of them, you know, you might have been commissioned in this situation where um, you're building a website for somebody and they need to write on write their copy on it. And there's something like, oh, actually, this is overwhelming because I don't know where to start. So when people... People need help with their elevator pitch, it's is really quite interesting because for me, the elevator pitch is really the end of the process. You actually have to go very big picture thinking and go through all the all the different stages um, of, of who you are, what you stand for, who your ideal client is, your backstory, how you help your clients, all, the, all this kind of stuff. It was, that's my approach, is is really going very big, lots of deep thinking about yourself and your clients, um, and, and come up with the overall story um and as i always say that the one place that you will probably share your whole brand story is on a website with everything else you'll you'll repurpose it you'll cut it up into various different lengths but the elevator pitch we often try and start with it but but i i really recommend people do it at the end of that process rather than trying to to hone that and you know my my own kind of short explanation literally has taken years to perfect so i think we're you know we're quite demanding of ourselves sometimes
0: yeah i think one area i'm interested in is Corporate storytelling is one element, but then there's lots of small and solo entrepreneurs that need to get their story straight as well. It's difficult to create an emotional connection with a company. It's far easier to create an emotional connection with a business owner. But often those business owners are really quite reticent to put themselves out front. How do you handle that kind of thing?
1: It's really hard, isn't it, when when you have to put yourself out there um, because you really feel like the spotlight is is massively on you. So I work with people who are really in in that situation. A lot of the people I work with are are kind of mid-career people. So they've been doing whatever it is they do, their profession, their specialism. Generally, they've been employed by somebody else. Might be a big brand, might be somebody a little smaller, but they've been living behind somebody else's brand in some shape or form. So loads of the people I work with have probably got to a, a point where they've been quite senior in their career. They're certainly multi-talented and, and really good at what they do. They've been used to work probably landing on their desk. Um, and so they've had, you know, very fulfilled um, work and, and um, professional experience. Then they strike out on their own um and you know this is something that i can relate to um even with you know this sort of marketing and communications experience when you have to actually put yourself out there it's really really daunting um and and this is where i think actually having somebody go through it with you with an objective view can can really help so it's really based on on the most fundamental thing in business that that I think you sort of alluded to, because it's it is about people doing business with people and building those those natural um, connections. So the way that I really approach it with people, and this is you know what, what's so reassuring is um, when you put yourself out there as your own business as an individual, I think you know you start comparing yourself to others and there might be lots of other people who have the same background the same qualifications even some of the same career experience but the thing that those other people do call them your competitors if you want to they don't have your unique personality and at at the end of the day whether you're running a creative agency digital marketing agency or some other type of independent business people pick you because of what you do, but they also pick you because of who you are and how you are to work with. So to be really successful, um, you know, it's about building those long term business relationships. And if you can be brave enough to put a bit of yourself out there can make a massive difference. I think there's two other things that make it easier as well. One is I have lots of people that say, um, oh, but you know, I don't have a track record as an independent. Um, But everything you've done up until this point in your life is still massively relevant. And the other thing that it actually isn't all about you. Um, So, you know, you can shine the light on your clients as well and how you help your clients and your your client testimonials to take some of that focus off you as a person.
0: I think that's really, really useful. I think I relate that back to what I see happening on Instagram, for example. And there are lots and lots of digital marketing businesses that really put out very nice glossy quotes and um, statistics and things like that but there's always it's it's very much a veneer you sometimes you most of the time actually you you don't really get to see what's behind that and the people that I really admire are those that really let you see who they are Um, and yeah you may not look at them and go well they're potentially my best friend no they may be completely different to you but you feel you've met them and that's so difficult to do and it's so difficult to do consistently, which is why I'm curious to talk to you. How do you help people be consistent um, in terms of telling that story?
1: It comes back to that that sort of big picture thinking. Like I said, the, the sort of the, the the deep dive piece. So this is um, really where I start with people around clarity. So getting clarity on on who they are as a person so you know what what's important to them and one of the first steps I I do is getting people to reconnect with their passion because the chances are you know you've you've chosen your profession you've chosen to to run your own agency your own independent business the likelihood is you've chosen it because you love doing it for some reason so so that's really I find it really powerful but for somebody to to really see somebody that clearly loves what they do so if I'm a client I can pick you know the two two similar people producing great work or who I think are really going to help me achieve my objectives if I can see that somebody's really passionate about it then I'm probably going to pick them over the person that's that's just doing their job so that's one of the one of the first steps really remember why it was that that you chose to do this and what it is that that you love about doing it then it's about, I think, delving into what, what's important to you from a values perspective. So what do you stand for as an individual? What do you stand for as a business? Again, that's going to give you the um, the, the biggest chance of attracting the people that you're going to be happiest working with, that you're probably going to do the best work with. Um, then we really delve into kind of um, people's backstory. So I mentioned earlier that if you're setting up as a new business you might feel you don't have track record to be consistent with so just exploring from the audience's point of view so what's relevant to to clients that want to see the behind the scenes in in your business what do they want to know about about you and what what in your backstory is relevant from from that that perspective And then also how you you help your clients. What is it that makes you unique? So so why would clients pick you over over somebody else? So doing some of that, that big picture thinking up front so you really get clear on what you want your personal brand to look like um what you want your your language to sound like so you know again I'm sure this this um probably resonates with you lots of people put thought into the visual side of a brand they don't put so much thought into the, into the language so if you could do some of that upfront thinking about how you want to be perceived um, and then you can just use it as a sense check every time you're sharing something on Instagram for example just make sure that it it fits with with the overall image you want to portray.
0: Yeah, I really like that. You mentioned on your website you have a particular framework you follow and I think you've kind of highlighted elements of it. I think having a framework that you follow as a business should be something that anybody in any part of the digital marketing spectrum does. But are you able to maybe paint a picture of your framework a little bit?
1: Yeah, let me expand on that a little bit. So it exactly starts off with some of those things that I've mentioned. So the first thing, connecting with your with your passion. talked about that just now but i just think you know one one more thing to say on that it's so easy when we get we might think about that at the the beginning but it's so easy when we're delivering for clients that we get kind of just bogged down in the detail so just always remember why you're doing what you do um i talked about values being really clear about what's important to you in business because i'm sure that we've all had this this situation where we've been approached by a client who's ideal in lots of respects us they might be going to bring us a big project but we know our gut tells us to start with that they might not be the best fit for us. I hear you. (laughs) Sound familiar sometimes (laughs) Um, and then you know down the track it doesn't work out for whatever reason and and we should listen to our gut so knowing what's really important to you from a values perspective can help you weed out those clients early on and it's just you know I think better for everybody. Um, Some clients just you know they're not the match for you. Um, the, the third stage of the framework that I take people through is getting really clear on their, on their dream, their ideal clients. So it's exactly what I just said now, um, about, about making sure they're the right people for you. So this is kind of my experience, um, even with my marketing and and commerce background that I've mentioned, same same as lots of people listening, you know you're supposed to have an ideal client. You know you're supposed to have have a niche. Um, But when I I left my corporate job and I I set up as a communications consultant, I was just so excited about all the different ways I could help people. Um, And so I just went out there and told people I was a freelance communications consultant. And people were kind of like, Oh well, that's nice, and I made loads of friends, but um, I just wasn't clear enough who exactly I needed to work with. So um, I really help people get really clear on who they love working with, who they do their best work with, Um, and once you've done that, um, it's so much easier to to write your brand story with that person in mind rather than just trying to create it for everybody. The fourth thing is about personality. So I kind of touched on uniqueness before, but um, I think. When you're running your own business, this really privileged position that we're in, you know, if you've if you've ever tried to fit in in someone else's organization, however close a fit you might be, there's always I felt certainly working in a big organization that you know you have to maybe leave a bit of your personality at the door when you go in. um But but when you're when you're running the show yourself, it is really liberating. I think that you can sort of unleash the power of of your your personality. Um, of course, it needs to be in a professional context, but, you know, you're you're really free to embrace that in your brand, your story um, and be consistent with that coming back to your 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 previous previous question. Yeah. Next thing is around sharing, sharing your backstory. So people people want to know a bit about you, then, you know, they're intrigued to know how you got to to where you are, not just. um not just that you've got the qualifications to to help them, but you know what other clients have you worked with what experiences have really sort of got you to where where you are today and then it's like I mentioned before with client testimonials so take some of that um, that pressure off off of you so it's it's not just about you um, share a mini stories so I call a testimonial or a case study a mini story. Um, you know, so what was a client experiencing before they worked with you? How did you help them? And what outcomes did they get from from working with you? And I think you know that can work brilliantly um, in marketing and, and creative industries because there's also you know generally lots of tangible evidence that you can show with the client's permission to tell that story. And then the final thing I work through with people is is finding their voice. So, like I said earlier, we get so hung up on visual side of um, of branding, but if um, I find what happens when we tend to write or speak for business, you know, we're sort of natural storytellers and we can have a good old conversation because it's what people have been doing literally for generations and centuries. But there's something about when we sit down to write for business or we sit down to kind of create a formal presentation, something flips in our brain and we um, we kind of stop talking like a human. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I just really encourage people to describe and, and get in touch with how they want their brand to sound.
0: I really like that. I really like the idea of the mini stories. That's a really neat way of um, crystallizing how to use something like a testimonial or a case study because often people go far too deep into testimonials or case case studies in particular. There, there's a fine line between the one-liner and the two-page PDF. Um, and most people tend to go one way or the other quite heavily.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a case for the two-page PDF where it's a white paper or it's you know something more detailed that is for a specific purpose. But most of your of your potential clients won't take the time to read that. So if you can do you know a mini story that's literally three short paragraphs, um, and ideally with some pictures and something visual, then um, it's it's way more powerful. And I think the other thing I would say about testimonials um, is is to really think about having your ideal client in mind so once you've got that clarity on who your ideal client is then you want to make sure that your testimonials are representative of that ideal client because you want the people that you want to work with you you want them to read or listen or watch that testimonial and kind of go ah that's how they've helped somebody like me so they're making that instant connection if
0: they yeah. can
1: help that person they can probably help me in a similar way
0: yeah. and don't make them up people
1: oh, don't make them up don't make them <laughs> up and, don't make them up and obviously get permission and you know unless you're working in a very sensitive area then you know ask that person to put their real name to it their job title their business their photo you know it's nice profile for them as well as for you so just make them as as real and transparent as you possibly can
0: I would like to dig into your business a little bit we've kind of spoken about what you do but I'd like to understand the commercial landscape a little bit now not necessarily giving away details in terms of pounds and pence or dollars and cents but what does a typical client engagement look like for you and how have you how do you go to market I guess is essentially the question
1: well it probably won't surprise you that it's all about relationships and and people for me um and um you know wh- where I am with my business at the moment is um is that i I typically work one to one with um with clients so i still do I still do some consulting um mostly in the internal communication space um with with big corporates but increasingly I'm working one to one with independent consultants um typically Um, on a six to eight week program taking them through the the brand story framework Um, and and how I go to market is is at the moment largely um, it's actually got a a lot a a big face-to-face element to it still so I'd say most people that I have um, worked with so far I have met them at some point in time and often face to face is the first contact that I'd have with those people um I do a lot of networking in uh the Oxfordshire business community um also running I've recently set up my own networking group, so the Oxford Independent Consultants Meetup so um I found that just a great way not not even so much to generate business for for me, but I just love connecting people, love getting other independent consultants together, building a great community, watching people share knowledge, collaborate with with one another. Um, So I guess, um, you know, I'm building a reputation within the local business community as as somebody who um, is, I guess, I hope, a bit of a thought leader in the kind of independent consulting space, and that's certainly my my ambition around that um, but then you know increasingly that that kind of you know the integrated communications approach, so even if I've met somebody face to face then um, keeping in touch with them via social media so A really good mix of LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, I have a Facebook group for my Meetup, a Facebook page. So, um, I'm doing weekly Facebook lives on my on my Facebook page, and I've I found that's been quite interesting because whilst I might feel like the live engagement isn't isn't um, as strong as I'd like it to be, always it's always interesting to find out who's actually watching those videos and and lurking, if you like. And I know that people have come to me having watched my videos. So um, I'd say it's it's a bit of an ecosystem of on and offline relationship building, if I was to sum it up.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people I speak to tell me that they're introverts. And I'm often surprised by the people who tell me that they're introverts. And having had a bit of a rummage around your website, you specifically have a blog post titled um, Working...
1: How to work How to Work uh, on your own as an extrovert without going crazy or something like that, I think it is. Yeah.
0: And you're actively declaring as an extrovert. Now, as an introvert, I'm very well aware of what the challenges are in terms of public speaking, networking, imposter syndrome, putting yourself out there. What are the challenges of being an extrovert?
1: Yeah, and I think there's something I'd kind of clarify around that is, um, you know, people think that extroverts have to be really, you know, the, the loud people, um, you know, the sort of life and soul of the party. I'd, I'd say um, it goes a little bit deeper than that in terms of um, having an extroverted personality type. And that means in terms of, um, kind of Myers Briggs MBTI type profiling. If, if you're familiar with, with that, that type of um, personality profiling, it's very much around, um, how you, get you ideas and how you operate as an individual so for me being extroverted means I get my energy and my ideas from being around other people so hopefully it doesn't mean that I'm always on broadcast mode that I'm a super loud individual (laughs) actually particularly growing up um, I wasn't i wasn't confident i was i wasn't particularly outspoken or um or, or you know even a massively chatty uh, individual um that's that's my confidence has come with time but but what is key to me is being regularly around other people and that's where i've had to become aware of that from a business perspective so yes i'm lucky that i'm very happy to walk into a room of people that i don't know and i will strike up conversations and um you know that's something that 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 does come naturally to me the flip side of that because there's always pros and cons isn't there to every every situation you know the flip side is I could easily spend all my working week doing that and have a lovely time (laughs) Um, but obviously, I wouldn't be doing any business or, or making any money. So, you know, I have to watch how much I say yes and no to to go into things like that.
0: That's a really interesting way of explaining it.
1: Yeah, and you know, I also find so if you're more introverted, you'll probably go to um, something like that and you'll come back feeling drained and, and needing a bit of a break from it. I actually get energized by it, so I I have to be really careful what work I commit to doing. To after it, it's better for me to kind of package up mixing with people, um, you know, two or three events in one day, maybe because it takes me a while to kind of calm down and for my my ideas and stuff to calm down before I can really apply myself to some strategic work, for example. Um, The other side of it is um, I have to be careful. And this is, you know, one of the reasons why I did for a while think that I might do quite a lot of content writing for people, but it's not the right personality fit for me, because scrolling myself away in my, my office on my own, um is a draining thing for me so um i will become quite miserable if i spend (laughs) time on my own um and, and i don't connect with other people so i think it's um you know it's something that's really important to be aware of when you're building a business because it will actually impact how you get your ideas how you get your energy and um and that's what I cover in the blog post really that um if you're starting to feel like you you need energy, you need to reconnect with people, then you need to make sure that that you build that into your um, schedule. Likewise, if you're more introverted personality, then you need to make sure you build in lots of you know downtime recovery time, time on your time on your own that that kind of thing. does that sort of make make sense to you as somebody who who feels like they're more introverted?
0: Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. I think in a lot of ways I'm a recovering introvert i i I don't actually struggle with a lot of the things a lot of introverts do struggle with or claim to um some people might meet me and think i'm extroverted some people don't but um yeah certainly on the inside i feel very much like the introvert but no, that's, that's really, really useful.
1: And I'm not an expert in that by, by any um, sense, but in terms of some of the things I've read, um, you know, I think most people are probably somewhere in the middle. So, you know, there are some people who are very strongly introverted and very strongly extroverted, but actually a lot of people are a mix of both. So it's totally normal yeah. that, that we, you know, we experience each of those elements.
0: One thing that stands out from the way you describe your business and actually the way lots of people describe their businesses as I go through podcast interviews is there's such contrast between the people that say my work is entirely inbound. Uh, People just come to me through the the promotion that I do. And at the other end of the spectrum, it's almost entirely networking based. And you kind of are in that camp a little bit. Um, It's not so much a, it's not a question. It's more of an observation. I find it fascinating that there's possibly an awful lot of opportunity out there for you I mean, how close to, to capacity are you?
1: Um, so there's definitely opportunity in terms of reaching more people. So obviously anybody who's running something that's primarily one-to-one, um, there's always opportunity to, to reach more people. And um, in terms of, of where I would like to take my business, it's definitely...
0: My next question. To
1: ...have the opportunity <laughs> to, um, to work in a one-to-many, if you like. So um you know, both um, with group programmes and online, for example. So lots and lots of exciting potential um, for the future.
0: I think really that that's kind of where I was going was, what do you see for Build Your Brand Story in the future? And you've kind of answered that question a little bit. It was an odd way for me to get there, sort of referencing different different ways people find opportunity. Clearly what you're doing is working really, really well. And certainly having met you in person, you come across as clearly professional and your networking style will definitely lead to results. Um, and I think running your own networking event—you're absolutely right. That's probably one of the best ways to build local authority there is. That must be something that you have found.
1: Yeah, and I, honestly, I've absolutely loved it. And um, you know, I guess if anybody's thinking about doing that, then um, then I, I really highly recommend it because um, I I work in an area which is. You could call it the saturated market for networking, really, because you literally in Oxfordshire could attend a networking event every day if you wanted to, multiple events. So in a way, it kind of seemed like a bit of a crazy thing to organise another event. But um, there was, you know, it was classic gap in the market situation. There was nothing catering specifically for independent consultants. So people providing, you know, B2B services to to other businesses and, it, and it's proved really successful so um I guess it also you know plays to the the extroverted element as well which is something I I need to be aware of when I do develop my business because um yeah you know, the reason I want to reach more people unsurprisingly is because I'm I'm passionate about what I do and I just want to to help as many people as possible realize that they've got a unique story and actually how simple it is to to devise it and put it put it out there um so i i want to um be able to reach more people than i can work with one-to-one but i will always need to keep those face-to-face and sort of real in-person uh, experiences to to continue f- um to be fulfilled in it i think
0: and i guess to bring things towards a conclusion if people want to connect with you how would you like them to do
1: that so the best thing to do is to come to my website which is buildyourbrandstory.com you'll find um a template on there to help you write your about page that's one of the trickiest things that i think we um we get really um shy about writing about pages because we think it's all about us um it's not all about you it's also about your clients so if you want some some tips you'll find that on my website otherwise um If you're on social media, then you can follow me either on LinkedIn or on Twitter as Lucy Eckley. And
0: I will put links to all of those things in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go and get Lucy's PDF checklist or wants to connect on Facebook or Twitter or just visit her website, it's all going to be there by the time this goes live. Lucy, thanks so much for making the time for me. I'm really, really grateful. I've had great fun Um, and hopefully you can come back again
1: sometime. I'd absolutely love to. It's my pleasure.
0: Having real clarity around your business's brand story and your personal brand story can help free you from analysis paralysis when it comes to a lot of your own content output. Putting in the effort ahead of time will free you to communicate effectively, on brand and with far less friction. Not only that, but knowing who you're showing up for and who you are to them will allow you to more easily connect on a much deeper level. If you run a digital agency or you're thinking of stepping out on your own, then I have something for you. I'd love you to download my short agency playbook, The Six Keys to Unlock Success in Your Digital Agency, and it's yours for free. Just visit my website at bobgentle.com and grab your copy. As always, please do take a second to review the show on iTunes. It's the very best way to spread the word about the show. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Lucy for making the time. Don't forget to check out your brand story online. And thanks to you for listening. See you next time.